And guys in the back, can I get a new box here? Mine actually is uh, is dead right now. I'm Dooner, and that's the dude, Michael Vincent. It is. Welcome, everybody. Good Friday afternoon from Freight Alley as we fix Dooner's earpiece here. Hey, you know, I had a, I had a really great night last night. So <laughs> it's funny. My kids are finally at that age like where they are going over to uh, where they're, you know, they're having school plays and stuff yeah. like that. Hold on. Hold on. little, uh. Yeah, so you went to your kid's school play. When was this last night? Went or to my kid's school play last night. It was kind of surreal. You know, you always think of those. You always see those moments. This one's dead too. No, it should be good. Okay, we well, always can. Someone talk in my ear, just so I know. Uh, you always have those moments that are a little bit. Uh, you always see in movies, right? Like people going to the place. Yeah, and yeah, I finally yeah, got yeah. to experience that with my kids. It was, yeah. it was, uh, it was really cool. And then this morning, he cracked me up because I'm leaving, and he goes, uh, "Dad, where are you going fishing?" Like, no. <laughs> I was gonna say you kind of do look like we that. Here, here, maybe. Thank you, thank you. Here's a box for you, sir. Hey, thank you. Appreciate and, uh, that. Good Fraser, when you get back there, can you give me a little audio in my ear? Thank Fraser. you, sir. It's Friday, guys. We're going to have a fun one today. Oh, yeah. Uh, always, always. <laughs> we got some good news, too. We're going to get into bad news. We have a good news, bad news today. We, we, have a, we have some bad news to get to about some things and some good news. But one thing I'd like to say to start out with, set the table right, Mexican pizza is back at Taco Bell. Oh, re- how many years has it been gone? Just I almost forgot what it tastes like. Just like a couple months. Oh, is that it? I yes. It <laughs> it's just been a couple months. Felt like years to me. Um, and I want to thank Diesel Laptops for that really nice oh, truck that they brought over here. this is cool. I got you. You got it? Check one, two in your ear? No, I don't. He's got nothing. Here. Diesel Laptops. Beautiful. All right, talk, talk, just talk, talk. I'm talking, man. So... <laughs> They're still talking. All right, this is what's going on on the show today. We got the <laughs> Elmore CD, the Elmore Lindawood. <laughs> the Elmore Lindawood. You let me drown school. in the middle of the water <laughs> right here. It's right there. <laughs> the Elmore Lindawood CDL Training Scholarship Touch and Truck event is going down in Farmville, Texas, and we've got the town's mayor to tell us how he got companies like Gadteek involved. Joining us is uh, Brian uh, Byron, Brian Weebold, Brian of, Tra- Weebold of, 10th of 10th Street Industries. Industries and the mayor of Farmersville. We're also going to talk to Glenn Spangenberg, uh, chief commercial officer at Locomation. We saw him over at the Future Supply Chain. We know that he got home safe because we can see him <laughs> in the green room. And we're going to talk right. about how autonomous business models work. We also have veteran trucker Shane Brown. He talks about running a small fleet in these market conditions. We'll also get into Operation Fly Formula. Takes to the skies. Pennsylvania Trucking Company giving out free formula to parents in need. The spread between diesel and spot widens. Future of Supply Chain 22, Cowbell and Wheelbarrow Competitions, and more idiots in four-wheelers. But before we do all that, let's tip the band. Let's do that, my friend. <laughs> nope, we're not going to tip the band. Yes, we are. Just go for it. Okay. I've got we're not going to tip the band. we got no headlines. I've got nothing in my hair. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. Oh, there we go. Net emissions by 2035. That's the headline from AIT Worldwide Logistics Sustainability Report, but just one aspect of their overall commitment to corporate social responsibility, whether it's protecting the planet, nurturing the communities where we live and work, and ensuring high-quality business commu- continuity, AIT is taking action today to deliver a better tomorrow. Learn more at Tell em, Dude. Hey, go to AITWorldwide.com. And we did get that news, uh, the headlines thing. It did come through. Yeah, I heard Finally. it. Oh, did you really? Yeah, oh, you yeah. got stuff in your ear now? Yeah. All right. I was so concerned about you. I, was, I didn't mean to leave you hanging, my brother. I am good. Yeah, I was, I, I was. Look, it was a little bit rocky. Yeah. The show's going to return to normal That's now, right. but supply chains may never. That's what uh, That's Craig exactly Fuller writes. Right. It's a That's multiverse right. of madness in supply chain. It's been that way since 2020. Yeah. Some yes. could argue it always has been. 
that way. It's been a little bit crazy, right? What is what is normal? I don't know. But conventional wisdom says this time most of the world has moved on from the pandemic except for China. Therefore, supply chains will return to normal. Unfortunately, this is not the case, right, Dooner? Yeah. It is not the case. The world has permanently changed, and supply chains are going to uh, face continuing challenges for decades to come. Among these challenges are supply chains will remain under constant threat from disruption in the next decade, for the next decade. Yeah, supply chains operate best when the world is peaceful and stable, and this exactly. is the argument that Craig is making here. Yeah. And it's not. You've got businesses completely moving out of Russia. You've got the bifurcation right. of two different economies splitting to the side, right? I see what you did there. There's a nickel word for there you. There it is. And, Look it up uh, later, <laughs> folks. Smoothly <laughs> running supply chains, they require buffer stock. Too, but another huge issue with that has been how mismatched all of the goods have been coming in with shutdowns in China. And I'm seeing people all over online. This space thing is hitting a crisis. They're starting to take their shipping containers and fill them out and throw them out in the backyard. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're pop up inventories and stuff like that that's going on with those things. And you know, you also have the conflict between environmental, uh, social governance, and supply chain goals, right? The ESG push. Yeah, it, well, it seems like a lot of people aren't really thinking about these ESG goals and how they align with supply chain goals sure. at the same time. Now, ESG goals are great, but when we're talking about moving away from things like fossil fuels, we really have to consider and temper some of the expectations here. And we're seeing what's going on in the world now, and it's really easy to be against where you get oil from or any of those things when it's, you know, $2 a barrel or $2 a gallon. Yeah, but when yeah, yeah. diesel gets up to $7 a gallon, it's like, look, we need some relief out here. Yeah, we really need to think through those unintended consequences, I think, is one of the things that Craig is really pointing out here, right? And you, you've got a world that's faced with uh, the prospect of tightening supplies, as he puts here, higher energy costs, heightened geopolitical risks, and strained transportation networks, advanced supply chain technologies will become mission critical, obviously, as we go through this. I think he makes a great point. Well, the other other issue to watch that he brings up is the freedom trade movement as well, mm. which is, as we saw with yeah. Russia and with the war that started this year, it's not using and not sourcing from places that are not friendly, are not right. supportive of freedom and democracy. Huge problem here. It, it absolutely China, is. China, right? I mean, we still yeah. have a huge issue with China, but this may fuel a nearshoring movement that we've been talking about and making Mexico, Canada, bigger trade partners, and friendlier territories. But all of these big changes are happening now, and that is what Craig is talking about here, how we will not be getting back to normal anytime soon, if ever. So you have to plan for this, and the best way to do that is with technology. A absolutely. And you put it forth before when it started the Ukraine conflict here with Russia invasion is the social networks, right? Social networks put that pressure on the change in the geopolitical doing business in China and Russia. You can't do it anymore. It'll kill your brand. Yeah. And probably rightfully so, if you ask me. But those social pressures are bigger than ever. Great article on FreightWaves.com from Craig Fuller. Go check that one out. Here's the baby formula crisis. We have some new news on that. We're all aware of the shortage, right? We talked about it last show. But some companies are stepping up to help in response to all this. Uh, BackTheTruckUp.com reports. Rooster over there says new Tamiqua truck and trailer in Tamiqua, Pennsylvania, they're passing out baby formula, any baby formula they can find for free to people in need. The company donated 60 cans of formula to a state representative over there, and mothers can pick it up free of charge. So if you're in Pennsylvania, you're near new Tamiqua in the Tamiqua, Pennsylvania area, they got some formula waiting for you right there. Yeah, absolutely. And Eric Coolidge reports that the first emergency flights of infant formula under the U.S. government, new operation Fly Formula, will transport formula made by Nestle uh, SA and from, from Zurich to Plainfield, Indiana, the White House said on Thursday, Defense Department is uh, coming through uh, its list of approval. It's combing through its list of approval commercial airline contracts to identify the best car aircraft to fulfill these transport requests. 
Um, <laughs> well, yes. One of the problems, though, one of the things that came from this, some, this issue seems like it has come out of nowhere, right? Right. It started at, in, it started at that Albert Laboratory, right? Started over at that, that laboratory there. They shut it down. <laughs> the Abbott Laboratory. They shut that down in February, but it also has to do with these strict import safety rules. Now, this is something to keep in mind, though. The FDA is removing some of that red tape. Right. We're talking about infant formula here. We are. They started removing the red tape for the for the vaccines early on or, you know, to develop those vaccines. And now they're pulling out that red tape right now to bring in some of those things. Of, uh, very strict regulations on on the on the on the, uh, uh, the the labeling and what it goes into those formulas. They're removing that to get things moved in. Diesel is still wicked expensive, too. Like I said, we got yeah. bad news. The national average diesel price yesterday declined to one cent, though. Slightly good news. <laughs> Slightly good news. Show that one right there. Uh, to five fifty-eight a gallon, the first daily decline since April twenty-fourth. But as this driver <sighs> put it on Reddit, I don't know how you owner operators are making it. Look at this fill up here: fourteen hundred dollars, man, on two hundred sixty-one gallons. Gosh, that's a lot of money. We got another that's image to show here too. This is kind of showing what happened in diesel. Look at this chart here. This one is from Gas Buddy, and it's looking at the thirty-six month average retail price chart that diesel has and as you can see here covid initially started this demand on yeah. around 420 when all these issues start happening with supply chain diesel supply chain everything summer weakened demand uh economic recoveries vaccines people start moving around grass demand goes way up energy crunch was going on with asia and those russian sanctions happened and that just shot up since then we're up uh what like about a dollar since the uh the war started happening yeah, a huge, huge rise. And here's what we're seeing in the data. We've got some uh, some uh, freight waves. If you look at this one here, I put this one out here yesterday. This is your this is your your truckload uh, index, your national truckload index daily report, which does not have fuel in it. Uh, in in the blue, and the orange has got fuel in it. The the diesel prices, and then you've got your your uh, your diesel prices there at the top in green, and you can see that gap inside there, and see how those small owner operators are really getting squeezed. Now, less so for the enterprise guys. If you yeah. bring up the next one here. This one kind of shows what's going on here. You've got the orange there is the wholesale. That's what the enterprise. Say that. Guys what are, are the numbers though? Okay, so you got uh, you got your uh, diesel uh, DOE diesel. You retail at five sixty one. You've got wholesale at four dollars and eighteen cents uh, right there, and then you've got your uh, van contract rates uh, per mile at two dollars and ninety one cents. But the thing is, the gap between the orange and the blue right there, as that gap widens, there the enterprise fleets make money off of that, right? Because they're buying off of the wholesale, and then their fuel surcharge is based off of that retail right there. So as that widens, it actually helps them out and squeezes the little owner-operators more. So maybe you're thinking of parking the truck, right, to get some relief because of all this. Well, there is no relief for you this Memorial Day. You want to take Memorial Day off next week. Got your four-wheel out there. Gas Buddy tweets, U.S. gas prices this Memorial Day could be not just higher than any other Memorial Day in history, but a dollar per gallon higher than the previous record of three sixty-six a gallon from 2014. Guess what? Demand's not going to die down. A lot of people already have their Memorial yeah. Day plans. They are not canceling. We've had to cancel way too many gas prices. Be damned. I hope there's some left, though, after everyone drinks from this well over the uh, over next weekend. Yeah, yeah, we need some supply running through there, don't we? We absolutely do. All right, let's bring up Glenn Spangenberg, Chief Commercial Officer over at Locomation. Last time we saw him, we were both in Arkansas. Glenn, thanks for coming back on the show. Absolutely. It's great to see you guys again. Yeah, it was good seeing you on the floor out there. I think we have a couple pictures from it as well. Show these up real nice. Ooh, yeah. Good time out there. I love yeah, the shirt you had on, too. You had to make sure to get the uh, the back in there so you could point at the name and all that. How did you enjoy the event over in Rogers, Arkansas? It, it was awesome. I, I was really uh, – I went there on a scouting mission with Tom Crossweck, our head of strategy and business development, uh, to see what was going on at the future of supply chain. 
uh, from the freight waste perspective. And we found a, just a super audience uh, receptive to new technologies uh, and just really a great time to openly get out and see folks uh, all together. Uh, and it was good to see how really much taller you guys look in person <laughs> than you do here on the radio. And to the dude, thank you for, you know, dropping it down to my level just a tad. So that it looked like we were symmetrically laid out there somehow. Yeah, it, looked like the, it, it, it looked like the spread between uh, diesel and contract prices you were just talking about. <laughs> did a little bit. Did a little bit. You know, when we were out there, it was interesting. You know, the, the space is heating up. The autonomous space is heating up. And it wasn't just at ours. At Expo was happening at the same time. I saw a lot of pictures from there. A lot of companies entering this space. So how is Locomation different from all these other companies in the AV trucking sector, though? Oh, I'll tell you, our company was founded by five uh, guys from Carnegie Mellon's National Robotics Engineering Center. And from the start, they were dissidents from the overall pack because they looked at these other AV companies being founded in that era, and they fundamentally disagreed with those business models, which were predicated on bringing level four and level five autonomy, solo driverless autonomy to the market as the initial step. Uh, because our founders knew that solo driverless trucks just wouldn't be able to handle all the driving and safety situations for many years, if not decades. Uh, and so the fact is that even today, there's still so much more work uh, yet to do to get to a fully commercially viable driver out solo autonomous truck. And, you know, irrespective of all the big promises and endless postponed timelines that are so common with the other companies in the sector, we're coming out with the human guided approach that's focused on a human in the loop rather than replacing the human, like given the technology that augments their capabilities. Uh, and this solution, we believe, is, is the right, practical, safe step for bringing a realistic deployment to market for autonomous trucks. It makes perfect sense, Glenn. Now, you guys at, at Locomation, obviously, you talk about providing a turnkey uh, autonomous service for the trucking industry, right? Can you define that for us? What does that exactly mean? Yeah, so we recognized that trucking was really far larger than a market filled with like taxis and all. Long haul trucking would be the best initial fit for autonomy. So we designed the solution to address the industry's biggest pain points, inefficiency, lack of capacity, high costs, low margins, poor quality of life, high carbon emissions and all of that. But to make that work, you really need a turnkey solution, meaning that it needs to be built end to end for a customer to easily implement it into their current business processes really from the beginning. So we, we set up a two-part model designed to work in today's world that could leverage the benefits of autonomous convoying. First, Locomation overhauls the customer's traditional work operation to institute a relay model, splitting the long haul from the local haul. And then we provide a proprietary freight scheduling service to enable customers to implement optimized runs on a daily basis with autonomy. And when it's implemented, this digital transportation system means that long haul trucks on the relay network can run up to 22 hours per day. And then we introduce our autonomous relay convoy or ARC technology that goes on the truck that enables the trucks to now run in pairs led by a single driver. So the trucks are electronically tethered and equipped with Locomation's autonomous driving systems. And the lead driver controls the convoy while a second driver in the second truck follows autonomously and rests off the clock. So at the destination hub, they pick up new loads with the rested driver now leading the convoy as they head back home while the follower driver now sleeps. 
Well, so Glenn, you say, you guys are, you make a bold claim here. You say you'll be the first to deploy in commercial operations across the country, going beyond just these testing loops a lot of, a lot of companies are doing. So what makes you so confident you'll be the first? Yeah, Locomation will be first uh, because our solution is not only technologically practical in the near term, but because it's safe under any condition. Our human-in-the-loop approach means that Locomation's-equipped trucks can navigate complex and challenging scenarios such as you know, adverse weather and construction zones and crash scenes and inspections and interaction with law enforcement and emergency vehicle encounters. And so, unlike our competitors, Locomation requires no new federal regulations because our convoys are controlled by trained humans-in-the-loop. And Frankly, we're getting a great response from the market because the solution is actually really good for drivers. Uh, it matters to our customer uh, and to our industry. Uh, a driver's time will be used for maximum efficiency, which means better compensation, fewer wasted detention time hours, and frequent returns back to their home base. And you know, the ability to routinely clock off and spend time with family and community, will it'll be a major boost to the driver's quality of life. Yeah, so Glenn, let's put you to the test again. And how do you uh, back up the claims about the results your business model is going to provide people? Yeah, that's a great question because these are these are truly bold claims. And typically you need to be able to validate it to, you know, to advertise these things. And so that's what we undertook to do is, is for the environmental impact, these Eye-popping numbers, again, 21% lower fuel consumption and 22% reduced greenhouse gas emissions were validated by an independent third-party company. That's an analysis by Boundless Impact and Research Analytics. Uh, And this firm, Boundless, is their leading firm for credible assessments of corporate environmental claims. They utilize a life cycle self-assessment method that literally assess the scope one, two, and three greenhouse gas emissions of Locomation's ARC technology, uh, life cycle assessments alone are recognized as far more rigorous than really any other reporting method. And so Boundless researched and modeled the material and the energy and the performance characteristics for Locomation's ARC system based on detailed information provided by Locomation that described the material components, the energy consumption impacts, the labor, and the cost implications. And at the core of the methodology is this life cycle assessment model for the transportation of goods by a long-haul Class 8 truck carrying one ton of goods for one kilometer on a highway. And the scores and the metrics derived, they're trustworthy, they're reliable, because they're unbiased and they're validated by external industry and scientific experts. And, you know, while some others claim, you know, easier access and things to do, if you, if you take trucks that are running less than seven hours per day, and you want to model this as they do on average seven hours per day in utilization to more than 20 hours per day with match loads going back and forth without wait time. You've clearly boosted freight volume substantially. And if you add two trucks then rather than one truck running with a single driver on duty, it's clear that you're going to have double the capacity and boosted efficiency. And altogether, that's going to mean higher profits. Well, Glenn, in our opening segment, we poorly talked about our opening news story. We poorly talked about aligning ESG goals mm-hmm. with actual supply chain goals. And that's kind yeah. of exactly what you're talking about right here. Go check out Locomation. Okay. You have a great weekend and thanks for coming back on the show. Thank you, Dinner. Thank you to the dudes. Great meeting you guys in person the other day and look forward to the next time. Of course. Of course. We'll see you out there. Thanks, Take Glenn. care.
Good stuff. Good stuff out of him. Yeah, absolutely. I love what Locomation is doing over there, and you're right. It does align with ESG very, very well. I love going to the events because when you go into the events, you bump into people. Oh, and yeah. You book these guests on the show because they have such cool things to say when you run into them. They like do. Mayor Brian Weebold right now. He's the mayor at the city of Farmsville, and he's also a 10th Street Industry Relations Advisor. He's joining us right now, and he looks fantastic. Good seeing you again. It's only been, uh, what, a little over a week now. Man, it seems a lot longer than that, Dooner, but uh, it's good to see you. And, and Glenn was talking about how tall you guys were. I, I didn't realize how good looking you were, even though the cameras are on <laughs> in person. In person, you guys are just like intimidating. Can I just tell you that right now? Oh, wow. Well, oh, you know, we will take this. How you became mayor, too. You really know how to talk to the people and get them on your side. You really want us over right here, right now. Well, how did you enjoy the event, though? The conversations that were, were going on, I found them pretty interesting because we're at this sort of inflection point in time where yeah. I think we're realizing supply chains aren't really going back to normal. And there's a whole new series of crises going on right now, starting right here at home with fuel. Yeah, it was a great, great event in Rogers. Well attended, uh, really beyond my expectations. We uh, just acquired two companies, Venomics and True Load Time. Uh, they, they're on board with 10th Street now. So I met some of my uh, new colleagues there and spent some time with them and talked to some of their customers. And of course, got to see a lot of 10th Street customers. But the information, dude, the, the, it was an overload for me. I mean, I'm still processing, digesting stuff that I received up, up there at that meeting. How do you even have time? Because he's already planning this touch-a-truck, the Elmore Linda Mode CDL <laughs> Training Scholarship mm-hmm. Touch-a-Truck. Tell us tell us about this. What, what is this event? Man, this, okay, I'm a passionate person. This is my number one passion right now. So Elmer Linda Mood um, was a heavy haul trucker here in the Farmersville community. We have a strong trucking community in Farmersville, Texas. And Elmer passed away last September, um, 57 years of age and due to complications with COVID. And so his son, Cody, and his wife, Carol Lynn, and then um, uh, Elmer's widow, Linda, excuse me, Angel, Linda Mood, um, are carrying on his legacy as far as keeping the company going. And man, that's just a lot of work, right? But I went to his uh, memorial service and I was going down Highway 380, about to turn on Highway 547, where the church was, where his memorial service was going to be. I saw conservatively a half mile to a mile of trucks lined up on the highway. And I go into the memorial service, and again, being conservative, 400, 450 people, standing room only. And it was a, a life celebration of Elmer Linda Mood. So I sat there, and um, I'm just going to be honest with you, I teared up. Um, you know, so I sit there and I listen to law enforcement professionals. I listen to ex, uh, convicts say the same thing about Linda Elmer Mood. I, I listen to Hispanic brothers, African, African American brothers, middle-aged white men like myself. And they all said the same thing about Elmer and the impact that he had on his life. And so I've lived long enough, guys, to understand whenever something like that impacts you, you don't just walk away from it, right? You've got to consider it. It sticks with you. So I spent a couple, two, three weeks thinking, man, what can I do? Um, And so it just came to me, maybe I could bring my mayor world and my trucking world together. And so we're fortunate to have Collin College, uh, our community college here in Collin County, which is the second fastest growing county in the nation 
and they actually do the CDL training in the Farmersville campus. So it was pretty much a no brainer for me. Um, I just wanted to start an Elmer Linda Mood CDL training. Obviously we need truck drivers in the industry, but Elmer was a mentor. He was a teacher. He was a father to a lot of people that worked for him, that knew him. He was excellent in his job. It's not easy being a heavy haul truck driver mm. and he was well known in the industry. And so, um, I just reached out to Colin college. I reached out to commercial bank of Texas here in Farmersville. They're going to sponsor the event as well. And so we're just going to bring, um, my mayor world and my trucking world together. So we're going to line up, um, a touch a truck event down Farmersville Parkway. So we have a beautiful historic downtown and, uh, we're, the Cops and Rotters car show is going to be downtown the same day, and that's to raise money for the police department. But coming into our downtown, we have Farmersville Parkway. It's a little over half a mile, four-lane road that comes into our historic red bricks downtown. So we're going to line up the parkway with uh, industry trucks, all of our police department, fire department, uh, city vehicles. Uh, anybody that does business with the city has received an invitation. Uh, and so we're just going to line it up. Um, uh, the ATA American Trucking Association is bringing in their Interstate One classroom truck with the simulator in the back. There it is. And so uh, we're going to we're going to educate and we're going to bring awareness to the trucking industry here in Farmersville and raise some money for uh, Elmer Linda Mood scholarships. That's amazing stuff. And I understand uh, Gaddick is going to be there as well. Is that right? Yeah, so I met Gaddick and Rogers, and first thing I went to the man was like, "Hey," and uh, you know, talked to to those guys and great guys, and they said they actually have a location in Alliance Field across the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, and they said, "Yeah, we're all about it. We'll be there." So you know, it's going to blow people's minds here in Farmersville to see an autonomous truck, uh, and people are asking me like, "Well, isn't that a little, you know, what 10th Street does? Isn't that a little?" Uh, opposing i'm like not at all because it takes everybody working together in this industry um, but we've got nelson brothers ready mix also they're the official ready mix company of the dallas cowboys they've got the logo with the big blue star on it they're going to bring that mixer out got wiley drilling that's been here for 25 years they're going to bring out a low boy stacked with one of their big huge drills mm -hmm. and um, you know we're just gonna we're just gonna educate people we've got a a gentleman by the name of Ken Nolly, who's a DOT consultant. He's coming in from Longview, Texas. He's going to show them inspections on trucks. What does that mean? What do they look for? What does it mean, you know, if they happen to fail an inspection? And we're also working with our ISD and with Collin College to uh, eventually start a CDL logistics train of studies starting in high school. So that's really what I'm after. I really want to to draw attention and bring education about the trucking industry here in Farmersville. Started in high school and let kids know, you know, the trucking industry is a great valid option for a career path. Don't have to go to four years of school if you don't want to. You know, if you want to build a, a home and get married and raise a family, you can do that. Uh, quite successefully in the trucking industry. And so I'll tell, well, I'll tell you something. there's up. a school, there's a school we're highlighting next week. They have a great model for this, a high school, Patterson high school. They have a great model for yes, introducing sir. people into the, into the trades and into yeah. trucking. They actually just had a career fair over there. Really cool. When is this event though? And um, is a scholarship given out at this event? How does the scholarship work? 
Yeah, so we're actually working with Next Generation in Trucking with David and with Lindsay. I've already had a couple conversations with them about that. But uh, yeah, so we're going to raise funds. And so we're going to uh, award the first scholarship for uh, in August, August 1st. So we're going to get right to it, man. So it's a four to six week class. It's classroom and hands-on training, obviously, for the CDL. And we're going to do a veteran side. And we're also going to do a civilian side. Anybody that would want to be um, a truck driver. Elmer loved the, in, uh, the military. He was always a strong supporter in our community of our police and fire department first responders. So we want to include the veterans in that. Veterans in trucking will be here at the event as well. So it's, it's going to be a, a little different type of event that we've ever had here in Farmersville. But I think it's going to be great. Excellent, excellent stuff. And right after that, you've got the uh, Audi Murphy Day, right? Sure. I believe it's like the next day. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh man, okay. <laughs> so that's this is in Ju- Audi Murphy Day is in June. Yeah, right. So Audi Murphy is our, our our hometown hero. Yeah, a month beforehand, and um, so yeah, we're dude. This is crazy. So we're sister cities with Hosphere France. That happened last year. That's where Audi jumped up on top of the M10 tank destroyer, took out the Germans. He was wounded in the hip. He was all by himself. And he just stopped the advance of the German tank. And uh, so Holtzfeer loves Audi. They have a memorial there. The tank that he jumped up on, guys, was there for 12 to 15 years. They finally took it um, apart because of they needed metal. But there was one gentleman named Patrick Bauman that um, – collected parts of that tank he's actually coming to farmersville from france we're flying him over he's going to be our grand marshal of the parade and we're going to have a couple hundred veterans show up to go through the parade and be honored Uh, but he's also sending with him an original piece of the actual tank that audi jumped up on so we're gonna we're gonna have that with us fort hood's bringing in the cavalry guard uh, they're gonna lead the parade the brass band's gonna be with them the entire sergeant audi murphy club is also coming in from fort hood and that is a uh, uh, june 18th we're gonna show to hell and back the friday night before the event and then we have a program here called quilts of honor and the farmersville heritage museum is gonna have about 25 or 30 quilts and then we'll uh they will uh give three honor three veterans with quilts the day of Audie Murphy day. So it's going to be a, a huge event and it's always exciting to do that. This is our first, first time back after two years of not having it due to COVID. Oh man. It's nice to be back. Nice to get everyone back together. Yeah. Well, people who are interested no in doubt. either of these events. Where do we send them to? You know what? You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit, but there's a Facebook page also Elmer Linda mood CDL training scholarship. Really all you got to do on Facebook is just put in Elmer Linda mood and it'll show up for you there and feel free to reach out. If anybody in the Dallas Fort Worth area uh, would like to be involved, you've got a truck of interest that you would like to bring out. We'd love it. Just uh, message me on LinkedIn or, or on the Facebook page there and we'll be happy to, uh, to receive you guys. Hey, thanks so much for your time. And it's really cool what you're putting on over there. I like what you're doing with the, uh, the town. Um, hope you get reelected in the next election too. Well, just got reelected to another term. So, uh, All right. Hey, a little cowbell for that. that. Again, guys. Woohoo! But thank you guys so much for uh, the time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck with your event. Take care. Thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome stuff.
Well, your customers and investors want to know that your company is serious about sustainability. Show them the depth of your commitment when you rely on AIT Worldwide Logistics for your freight forwarding needs. From Scope 3 carbon footprint reporting to calculating emissions at the transaction level, partnering with AIT sends a clear message to stakeholders. You mean business when it comes to sustainability. Learn more at AITWorldwide.com. That's right. And what kind of trucking company needs to be productive, safe, and profitable to stay in business? Yours does. That's why the folks who built key keeptrucking.com just rebranded a motive go safe go productive go profitable go motive.com that's go motive.com yeah and history lesson michael vincent for over 35 years fleet worthy solutions has provided a single source of solutions to help monitor and manage dot compliance while mitigating risk for private and for hire carriers with advanced technologies and exceptional client services Fleetworthy becomes an extension of your team to make your company go beyond compliant. Nice. All right. Well done. Let's talk to Shane. Let's talk to trucker Shane right now. Let's see what's going on out there on the road. It is Shane Brown. What's up, Smokey? What's up, Smokey? We can't hear him. You guys got <laughs> him on audio? Shane. No Shane. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, they're working on getting uh, they're working on getting Shane back up. Yeah, absolutely. Is he Smoky Mountain or is he? By the way, how'd your daughter's birthday go? We sang her happy birthday on here, like uh, at the beginning of the other show. Yeah, no, what she went great, do? man. She had a great time, pool party, lots of friends, all that kind of stuff. We came downtown and checked things out. She loves to come out here to Rocket Fizz. Oh, right? Rocket! Did you go to the pinball museum? Well, right, no, she's not a pinball. She's yeah. yeah, eight years old. She's not into pinball. I would go, but not it a was her birthday, so yeah, she's not a pinhead. But we went in there. I did try some uh, hot chili squid potato chips there, though. What kind of flavor did that have to it? Uh, it was actually pretty good. It was like barbecue, a little fishy. But it was delicious, man. They got all the old, they got the Taiwanese and the, the Asian, uh, like, Lay's uh, flavors there over there. Which hey, well, they figure cool. out, Shane, it's let's pretty... go to a little good news, bad let's news. Let's do it. All right. I hope they're okay. Well, good news. There's an open slot on what the truck at the future of supply chain. Bad news. You got to race for it. Let's take a look. Competitions over here. Ingrid Brown, she set up a wheelbarrow race to, to define all wheelbarrow races in logistics. It was yeah. Emerge. It was JB Hunt 360. And it was Uber Freight. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, no, no. They it were, wasn't. They were it was convoy. Late. <laughs> convoy. And these gentlemen right here, come on stage. There you two are. gentlemen right here. You won. Congratulations. Across that carpet that's had over 1,600 pairs of feet walk across it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> gentlemen, the, introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, Ron I took Sweeney, a, BPSL. yeah. I burned that shirt. <laughs> now, how did you guys get so good at wheelbarrow racing? Well, I mean, when it comes to transportation, yeah. So yeah. we got a lot of practice, a lot of expertise, and so it's usually Monday afternoons in backyards. This is the type of stuff we do. It's bago, it's uh, it's wheelbarrow race. <laughs> now, when you watch back the tape on this, you're going to see that what really won it for you guys wasn't even speed; it was technique. You stayed in form. Everybody else collapsed. They fell apart. And it's like when you're delivering a shipment, you can start out great. Your middle mile can be great, but if you don't touch the dock, who cares? <laughs> You've got to deliver. You've got to deliver. Nice Good stuff. And I think we got. Uh, I think we got Shane now. Do we get Shane? Yes, sir. I am here, brother. All right. Oh, great, Shane. How you doing, man? How's uh, how's the day treating you? Hey, I'm doing. Uh, I, man, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Working on trucks, living the dream. You know, out here in the 
country with the 20 megabyte uh, high speed internet I've got. <laughs> are you on that uh, Starlink waiting list? I know a lot of drivers are like, "Come on, no, Elon, actually, where's the Starlink I, satellites?" I I was, and then uh, they sent me, of course, sent me the email saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, you're good to go." Then they sent the price. I'm like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that," you know. <laughs> and it was just because it was so intermittent uh, the the service because they say it's not quite it's there, but it's not quite there. Like, oh, you may you know experience periods of blackout. I'm like. Dude, my kids are going to be blowing me up in here in the living room. Dude, oh, my internet's out. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, look, I got a five I, and a seven-year-old, oh, and it's like sure. a crisis situation in the house. I'm shrinking oh, with your kids. And you know brother. yours, right? Wi-Fi goes out. Everyone in the house just like, panics and yells at you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they get the like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, they... I, I try to get on PlayStation, on my, on, my, on my PlayStation, play my Call of Duty sometimes, right? And I can't because... We're trying to split 20 megs, and that's the best we can get out here. Oh, what, what's your favorite you COD? Shane, what's, uh, what's your favorite version of COD? Man, I, I like Plunder myself, but they keep taking it out. Now I've tried this Godzilla and the, and the, and the King Kong deal. Not a big fan of that because I drop in solo, and I always get my ass handed to me because <laughs> these guys are just like, oh, yeah, no, no. So I get killed straight off, but I love playing zombies and – uh you know, the uh, the first, I guess, the first thing that actually got me into playing the, the shooter games was the original Resident Evil. And, uh, mm. you know, y'all were talking about, uh, you know, keep trucking and the logs and, and, the, and the kind of tracking stuff. I actually used to party with the co-founder of Qualcomm, his boy, Phil, Phil Gilhausen, uh, back in the day, back in Montana. And... Uh, now, the, I think, I believe the father passed away. He was like the co-founder of Qualcomm, but yeah. And it's not a plug to Qualcomm by any means because I don't like the company, but. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's honest. A back in the He's a part of the guy. He hates company all of that. And I kick his ass in zombies in Call of Duty, but. Yeah. So Shane, you're a small, yeah. you're a small fleet yeah. owner. How many trucks you got, uh, you got in your fleet right now? Oh, brother. I, well, I, right now, well, I had five and we kicked them down. Now I'm down to three. I uh, got rid of the hot shot set up. I had four semis, and the breakdowns were killing me. The emission stuff, the def sensors, just killing me. So I've got – I'm down to 207s, which I have no issues with. And then I have my uh, my 16 International, and uh, the other one was a 15, had 375 or something on it. I just couldn't keep it out of the shop, so I kicked it to the curb. And uh, the other one's down right now too, the, the 16 with the emissions. But uh, – there is hope. EPA has said that they will no longer regulate these trucks down to 4.9 miles an hour. In 2025, we can look forward to uh, them letting them raise the speed limit up on them a little bit. Well, there you go. So, any owner, yeah, any owner operators out there, just hold on for three more years. <laughs> just three more. All right. Well, let's talk about yeah. that a little bit, Shane. Yeah. You talk about the breakdowns and holding on for three more years. What's it like this year with rates kind of oh, sliding man, just horrible. a tad, tanking a little bit, and record fuel prices? Dude, I, I was just in Spokane. I paid five ninety three a gallon. Ooh. I picked up a load in uh, Colville, Washington, coming back, load of lumber, 49,000-something pounds. And uh, luckily, I was able to uh, – that 379 of mine, it's like a flying pig. You know, they are <laughs> not known for fuel mileage. Yeah. But I was able to scrape 6.1 out of it. I felt that was pretty good, being that heavy coming out of Washington, across Montana and Wyoming and stuff. But uh, 
It's still a buck a mile. It, it's still me. a buck a mile, right? I mean, you're yeah. spending six dollars and you're getting six gallons. You're spending a, a you're adding a buck oh, a mile to your cost. Just to, barely under just it to is. the damn thing. I well, I remember now when I started in '93, we could buy diesel for about ninety cents a gallon. Freight was paying about a buck thirty a mile. Pulling and reefer. We were running squaw bread out of Dallas for Bridgeford Foods. We'd run up to Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, mm-hmm. unload there, load. Cuddy Farms turkeys in Marshall, North Carolina, run back down to HEB in San Antonio, which was a horrible, horrible place to go. And anybody that hauls produce today probably can still attest to that. But um, that's and here we are today at six dollars a gallon for diesel, a thousand dollars for one tire instead of four, and and insurance is through the roof. I'm paying just an un, an insane amount of money for for insurance right now and for no reason uh, we don't have any accidents no no drown no all csa scores are perfect and uh just because they can you know uh, so when you look at 590 but, uh, when you look at 593 a gallon uh, a, a gallon right right shane and you look at 6.1 miles uh, uh to the gallon and all the other costs like you said thousand dollars for a set of tires etc what kind of rate do you need just to break even, right? I mean, you got to be down. These national averages got to be down to, you know, you're in the red. You can literally look on truck stop right now, and there's clowns posting stuff for like a dollar fifty, dollar sixty a mile, and the even bigger clowns are the guys that are loading it up. I mean, we need, you know, you've got to, you realistically need five, six bucks a mile right now to to yeah. be able to keep up with the insurance, and you know, now I, I come out of car hauling. I did car hauling last 16 years. I sold everything off in 2020. Took about a year off. Um, we ended up buying a bunch of trucks last year before the rates, you know, before the trucks started going through the roof. And um, so it worked out. But at the same time, it's not working out because now we're paying, you know, like you say, six bucks a gallon. And I didn't, I didn't get it anywhere from Texas all the way to Washington and back for less than $5 a gallon. And, uh, and and I came back at like 280 a mile just so I wasn't sitting for the weekend, <laughs> and I wanted to puke. I'm just like, man, this is this is horrible, you know. Um, I gotta ask you something. So you said you did car haulers and you different. did and you did logs. What's the biggest difference between uh, hauling those two different types of freight? No, I, I never hauled logs, brother. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe, you, you said maybe. lumber. I'm sorry, lumber and uh, and cars. Oh, it's huge. I mean, you look at look at right now. I mean, I got some buddies of mine that are back at the company we were all with before. Those guys are making monster money right now, trying to get these electric vehicles out and mm. and do, um, you know. And then like we would do uh, a couple times a year, we would do the uh, uh, AMG, the Mercedes tour. We pick stuff up over at, at Brunswick, Georgia, take it over to the Austin racetrack, the the little international speedway or whatever it is outside of Austin there, and because uh, they do like a little car show of sorts you know where they you come out and test and tune or whatever they allow you to drive their cars but uh you know that's uh yeah brother, a lot has changed man in the last you know almost 30 years that i've been in it yeah and you know shane just, i love hearing the stories from drivers like yourself when you talk about when we did car we did the amg tours and stuff like that what's your favorite part about being out on the road is it, it those little things that you learn that people go wow that's interesting i never knew that worked that way you know, sometimes, yeah, there there is some stuff that I still learn. Um, that uh, I learned that four wheelers still surprise me every day, and, <laughs> me and <too>. now, <laughs> yeah. And, but now we've got these these guys that are in the truck that that are just as bad. I mean, that are, you know, these two week 
uh, owner operators, you know, Oh yeah, this, you're, you were trained for two weeks. Now you're an owner operator and we're going to lease you this truck. And, you know, for, for, for me, I think they should do away with that. I think a guy should at least, you know, have at least a gear in before they turn him loose and say, you're a lease operator. You know, that that's those big companies put all the cost on the small guy and eliminate their, mm. uh, their responsibility, I guess, you know, but, uh, and I know I got off subject, but I do, I do miss hauling cars. Um, it is, it, it was great. Kept you in real good shape, especially when you had to walk 150 miles a week to go get all your cars. Mm. But, uh, uh, so, yeah, those steps, you know, when they, when you take those steps away from you, they, they go quick. And I think everyone learns that like yeah. you get out of college and you get a desk job or you yeah. get out of college, you used to be pretty active yeah. and you jump inside a truck and then you realize you don't move for like 10 hours a day. Yes. Yeah, 12 hours a day. It's not real healthy. Now you mentioned yeah, like you've been doing it for 30 hall. years and it's changed a lot. What is like the biggest bullshit in trucking right now? Man, the drivers and the just well, okay, I take it back. It's not the drivers. You look at this clown that we have for Secretary of Transportation, Pete <laughs> Booty Jagger, whatever his name is. Okay, his answer right now to the baby shortage for the baby formula shortage or whatever was, oh, let them drive more hours. And these are the same clowns that are saying, let's govern all the trucks. Okay, mm-hmm. let's govern all the trucks, and they say, okay, well y'all can drive longer hours. Nobody wants to address the fact that ELDs has screwed everything up. That's been the, that's been the real story because it was a cookie cutter, you know, it was a cookie cutter fix to a problem that didn't exist. Sure, guys would, you know, I mean, we all ran out law at some point to an extent, okay. Mm-hmm. But and I think you guys can verify the trap. The accidents have actually went up since the ELDs have come into play. Uh, last year was brutal. Did you before. see the statistics on last year? Yeah. Last year yeah. was, was everybody was crashing terrible. last year. It yeah. was it was brutal. Yeah. Yep. And it's like where where are these ELD and all these safety factors you guys figured in, you know, it's like they don't exist because it was a non-existent problem. The problem was big companies, the ATA is the the most non-trucker friendly group as far as I'm concerned. That's my personal opinion. OIDA, I'm a big fan of OIDA. Uh I think everybody should, you know, jump in there. Uh, no, me, us in media, we get annoyed know. by the ATA. We especially do yeah. people who cover trucking because every mainstream article within the first two paragraphs, they write that 80,000 driver shortage number, regardless of the context of <laughs> yeah, like the rest yeah. of the article. It's just like, yeah. here's this fact and, that the ATA said. Yeah. The ATA, the anti-trucker association. Okay. They, they don't address the fact. <laughs> why is there, why is there a driver shortage? Let's not say, okay. It's because of these stupid ELDs. Now, where we have to show traffic, we have to show an actual 45 or 50 minutes in a fuel island now instead of 15 minutes, because now we got clowns that want to take their showers and their breaks on the fuel island, take their 30 minute break right there and just set the brakes, run inside, go sit down, have dinner, wash their feet in the sink or the behind, whatever, <laughs> yeah. and come back out to the truck, you know? And uh, it, it just. It's I carry crazy. my grill with me. It <laughs> is. It is. I carry my grill with me because back in the day, you could go into almost any truck stop and you'd find somebody grilling. Guys would yeah. hang out, you know, and, and it was there was a bit of a camaraderie. And there was more camaraderie, of course, mm. b- well before my time. You know, now all the older guys, you know, they're gone. Uh, my, my stepfather is one of them. You know, he's one actually got me into car hauling. And uh, he passed away a few years ago. And... Uh, you know, and he loved it. He loved, and he tried to drive till the day he died. You know, but uh, I don't want to be that guy. I'm I'm so fed up with the with the the way it is right now, with the rates just being complete dog poo. 
you know, and, and people like, oh, yeah, you know, we're doing great. Look, the economy's booming. (laughs) Where are you at? Yeah, it's wild. Shane, we, we love hearing your stories. we got to have you back on in the future. Absolutely. We are running a little short on time here. But I okay, know you're, I'm sorry, uh, brother. Yep, is yep. there anywhere people can connect with you, though? We want to send uh, send them your way? I uh, Yeah, Smoking Monkey, man, on uh, on Twitter there. <laughs> I, uh, get the Smoking monkey. monkey. I love that uh, picture. <laughs> yeah, Shane, thank you so much, man. We'll have you back on soon, too, to hear a little bit more stories and talk about the road, man. I, I like yeah, talking. Yeah, don't, don't mind me. I'm a cynic. You know, I, yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. you all having me on, brother. I know, you t- I know you're short on time, and I will bow out and y'all have a great day brother thank you sir shane Peace, have a great shane. weekend <laughs> i don't condone smoking monkeys but i do like that picture yeah <laughs> that he's got the Speaking of the, but the wheelbarrow race by the way we were looking at that oh, yeah, video yeah, of the yeah, wheelbarrow yeah, race yeah, yeah. and uh, we don't need to look at that again but we were looking at that at f3 we're gonna redo this we're gonna open the field we're gonna get a belt from trophy smack we'll put a slot on what the truck on the line get your teams ready out there what the truck is gonna put on a little oh, event man. little little wheelbarrow race we'll even bring ingrid with us now, we got one more good news. You, Oh, here, you go with this one. Oh, we do. We got some good news. <laughs> you got to play the cowbell on what the truck. The bad news is there can only be one winner. Roll this tape. And just go for just it. Just go nuts. All right. There's Stop. Eric Rempel Let's from Red Rempel kicked butt. Redwood he did. He hit it really cowbell. hard. I would love to. You got to play that cowbell. Let's see what he got. That was a gentleman from HP that Ooh. just played. That, that was Torque. That was the guy. I love this. I love it. Triplets. Little triplets. You got yeah. some punk, yeah. punk music in your bed. He had some yeah. punk music in your bed. Punk going. He had the triplets. Everyone's a lobo. Woof, 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 woof. 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 That was a Wait, good one. Hey, girl, I'm a hillbilly. Come on. Oh, she's got it. All right, she just... Go for it. Come on, Angry. She hit that like a frying pan. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Ingrid, bro. You look like the kind of guy who could make some noise, too. Speaking of swag. Oh, there's Justin Hoff. Would I be too forward forward and ask you you guys? I don't know if you have any swag on you, but if you don't, can you send us some more? Super nice. 100%. Get the hoodie. I got some some beer koozies for you, too. Oh, you got me. Okay. All right. I'll meet you after the show, brother. Make some noise, guys. Let's go. I'll play yourself off a little cowboy. That is good, too. Yeah. Tom Curry. By the way, you got from Cincinnati up before? I did. I'm from L.A. Okay. All right, Super Bowl. All right, we go. <laughs> I like that one because okay. Stewart dissed Tom before hitting it. Yeah. There's our Todd. There you go. Hey, hey, there. The intensity there was awesome for Tom. Oh, there's Guillermo. Yeah, there we go. That there was awesome. Freight really Company. Good. Thanks for coming on, Guillermo. Oh, there's Thomas Watson. You might know him from Freight Company. I did this in Steel Band in high school. Right. What are you oh, do did you really? Yeah, play cowbell. That, there you go, man. That's, that's how you play to just bang. Yeah. Just bang that's, the a good that's a drum roger cowbell, by the way. Come on, man. This, what is oh, this? Man, what, what is, is with the baby today, one? Rooster, just, come on, man. We got we got to bring the country boy to close this out. Safe. Oh, my man. That, that, there's one crack. All right, well, we appreciate your time. Now, Michael Vincent, what's your takeaway from all this? Wow, the collaboration and the advancement in the industry and the positive nature that is going on right now. <laughs> All right, there we go. Yeah. Great point. Uh, that cowbell really hammered that home. Uh, the collaboration of those Michael cowbells. Walter Grigg. Walter Grigg awesome. won. Is Walter Grigg getting the cowbell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Torque. Walter yeah. Grigg doing yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. No Walter doubt. Grigg, you won the cowbell. I'll send that out your way. I'll contact your team to get your address. All right. Good news. You're out on the open road and feeling like a tough guy. But break checking trucks. Look at this video. 
Bad news. Look at this bad this right here. Check this out. This guy's tough. This guy's look, tough. He stops here. Uh, first of all, Ooh. you have 80,000 pounds behind you. Brake checking will never be the tough move. You will lose every time. But this guy had his boys with him. Full-on gangsta style. Two other 18-wheelers coming down the road. They stop in front of this guy's sedan. They surround him. The other truck pulls up. And the guy who was driving the truck that got brake checked, he wasn't nearly as mad as the guy who helped him out. One of his no. buddies... Well, he comes out and just he comes out this to guy. try and help this guy. Yeah, he's giving him a couple smacks. It looks like, like whoa, 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 chill out, it man. It looks like Chris at the Oscars. He just slapped him right in the face. <laughs> he did. You're right. It looked like Chris got out of that car and just smoked him. That what was do you got Hey, good news. It's Friday and your beer is here. Check it out. The bad news is this guy's delivering it, my friend. Watch this. Check this out. It's Friday. The beer is arrived. I like that. Look. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Uh. That's not so. That's not that right, he's bad. He's gotta stop. Just stop the truck. Just stop he the stops truck. It. He's good. It. What happened to your face? He, like he took that too tight. And he's finding himself on the curb, right? Yeah, yeah. he's trying to get himself turned in. Right, he's the gonna curve have to ease there. himself out of here, or he's yeah. gonna find himself in a he's little bit of trouble. He's got it. He's got it. He's not got. No, no. There it all goes. There it all goes. Happy Friday, everybody. That's uh. That's it. There goes the beer. Free suds. Milk crate. Plenty there. You there. Go. Free suds. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here you go. You're making great time on the way to the receiver, but the bad news is this car is on the road. Let's take a look here. Look at that. Coming up to a light, this car pulls oh, right in God. front of the semi, and then it stops like 30 yards before they even get to the light. Like, what, what was, do you think that they yes. got confused by the cars on the left? Like, no. you know, you're zooming ahead. You look to the left, they see them stopped, and I... I think they stopped on purpose. In in, you think that's an insurance scam? Uh, well, insurance scam or just trying to be a, a prick, just trying to, you know, prove a point or something. But that looked intentional to me. Hey, here's the thing. Bad news, dude. You're running down the road. You lose control of your tanker. You got a tanker, dude. Yeah. Half full. Good news is you got luck on your side and some skill. Check that out. That's a white knuckle ride the whole way. You know, a lot of people think, too, you know, Whoa! fuller tank would be harder, but it's not. When you have those partial tanks, that liquid sloshes around. Oh. That trailer sloshes around. It can yeah. just throw you all over there when yeah, you're you want it empty or completely full. Yeah, when you got a part, and I'm not, I don't know if this guy initially had a partial, but if he had a partial, that certainly didn't help things out. It looked like the water, the hydroplaning was doing a lot of the, the work here. Yeah. You find yourself well, in, Just look at this at the end. That See how it whips speed. him around there at the end? That looks like the water, like the liquid just sloshed to the back and just, boom, whipped his ass around. He's doing the wedding dance when oh, he just got spun around. Yeah, that's that's white knuckler right there, especially if you're driving the other way, too, watching him. Holy mackerel. You got any big weekend plans? I'm excited. I've been, so I'm, I've been really into the NHL playoffs. I'm excited to watch that Calgary-Edmonton game tonight. The first one, nine goals happened in that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was 12 goals? I forget. 13 goals? I forget. It was a, It was like nine to six. It was like 15 at, goals in that game. Yeah, you're at Edmonton, right? You're going Edmonton now? I'm going Edmonton, but I like gone? Calgary. I like either one of them to, yeah, to win Yeah, flames your Oilers, yeah. The one thing I don't like on the West Coast, though, is the games are, are, are on later. You know, we're like old men, yeah. so I fall asleep on the couch during them a yeah, lot. Yeah, you I wake up, up and you're like, what? what? Yeah, then people will be like, oh, it's an amazing game, and you missed everything. And it's like, <laughs> you make it to the first yeah, intermission, yeah, like, and you're done. <laughs> Red Sox finally glimmer a home two story. Had three home runs last night. That was amazing to watch against the Rangers. See, I didn't watch it. home runs. It was like seven RBIs. Absolutely fantastic. Great weekend. You have a good one. All of you out there, find me on Twitter at Timothy Duner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Find him at Vincent the Dude. Follow us at Back the Truck. Go to backthetruckup.com. Don't be a stranger. Peace and love.